The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We begin Football Friday with Football 24-7 and NFL insider John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel with a humble request. Like, share, and subscribe to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, Football 24-7, all presented by Stateside Vodka. We've made it to Football Friday after that long, long mini bye week and now we get ready and zero in uh, on the Raiders uh, for Sunday night. Johnny Mac, before I come to you, uh, two very important pieces of information I want to cover. First, I want to thank all of the people that came out to Screwballs last night in King Mm. of Prussia, our Thursday night home for the countdown to kickoff show. And also the countdown to when Johnny Mac and Jody Mac uh, will come together on a Thursday night at Screwballs. But we were packed last night, John. And the reason I bring that up, outside of saying thank you to everybody that came out, it tells me there's some excitement in the air. There's some buzz. There's a genuine feel that, the Eagles can win this game on Sunday. A legitimate feeling that they can not only compete, but stay in it. And if the game comes down to the final possession and the Eagles have the football, our good buddy Jake Elliott will split the uprights from 48 and they'll win the football game. Yeah, I have confidence in Jake Elliott if that's how it shakes out. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I know he missed a field goal, uh, and people were disappointed. You know, they expect kickers to be uh, perfect these days when you see Justin Tucker down in Baltimore, certain kickers, and you see guys making 66 yarders to win games. Right, right. Um and it's interesting because they kick less than ever because so many more so many teams go for it on fourth down. Uh, when you're on the the plus side of the field, uh, you see less and less kickers. So there's more pressure on those guys to be perfect. But Jake has been a very good kicker. So if that's how it shakes out, um, I would have confidence that he would certainly make that kick in an indoor stadium. I don't think it would be any problem for him. But I will say this. Uh, this is how I describe this game to to Jody McDonald this morning on first 365 because Jody's not he's not one of those people at screwballs he's not confident I'm usually the negative one 
Uh, he's he's usually the optimistic one. Um, he's got the Eagles losing. I have the Eagles losing the game, but I do think it's a winnable game. And that's the difference because I compared it. Look, you expected them to lose to Tampa Bay. You expected them to lose to Kansas City. Expected them to lose at Dallas. I even expected them to lose against San Francisco. Um, uh, um, now you look at Carolina. Um, uh, that was a winnable game, and they came back to win it. Uh, they actually outplayed San Francisco. Probably should have won that game. Had a chance to win it. So instead of those games where you knew they were going to lose, you know, and that's Tampa and Kansas City, Dallas, this is more of a Carolina-San Francisco game where they're going to be in it. They're going to have a chance to win it. They lost one to San Francisco. They won one against Carolina. I think it's going to be that same type of, of, of back and forth with the potential to win the game late. <clears throat> You know, you mentioned San Francisco. I, you know, I, sh I write down every play of every game in my big notepad. Um, and I went back and was paging through the notepad and zeroed in on that San Francisco game just to kind of look at the first two, three, four uh, offensive possessions um, by the team big shot downfield on the opening series uh, in the first quarter uh, or, or in that first quarter uh, from Jalen big shot downfield uh, in that second quarter. Uh, Miles was a little involved a little bit. Um, Gainwell was involved uh, a little bit. So it seemed to be going back. What was that game two, I think, or whenever it was, I think it was game two, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It seemed to be, uh, a little different than what it has been. Um, and I don't know if you've noticed any sort of a change uh, in that offense, but as we get into that uh, conversation, uh, I'm curious to your thought, because talking to Derek Gunner last night um, on the countdown, the kickoff show, uh, Gunner talked about uh, improvements from the head coach in opening up the playbook. You talked about that yesterday improvements from Jalen Hurts in finding ways to get over the middle of the field. You've talked about that uh, at nausea. Uh, improvements from the playmakers to start making plays. It's time for some of the playmakers to stand up and get something done. Well, I would agree with that to a certain extent. The problem is, and we've talked about this a lot as well, and the fact that, um, you know, they're at the mercy of, of the quarterback getting them to the football. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have to have a vehicle if you're Devontae Smith. You can't just go grab the football. Somebody's got to get you the football. Um so there's kind of a, I, I think Devontae Smith has been fine. I think Quez Watkins has been fine. I think Dallas Goddard, when he's been out there, has been fine, although they haven't targeted him enough. Um, we've talked about the running backs a lot, not getting the football. Um, you'd have to put the tight ends in that same category. Um, 
Jalen Rager's the one player I think you can look at and say, okay, he's not playing well. So, I mean, I think if you if you if you just take them out and just say, how is this guy playing? I think Devontae Smith is playing well enough to win games. I think Quez Watkins is playing well enough to win games. I think Dallas Goddard is playing well enough to win games. I think Kenny Gainwell is playing well enough to win games. They got to have a vehicle to get them the football. The two playmakers I question are are, are Jalen Rager and Miles Sanders. And even in Miles' case, again, it might be more mm. of them not using him correctly. I think the one player you could be disappointed with, and it would be legitimate from a playmaking standpoint, is Jalen Rager. And overall, that's pretty good. You know, you got you got five guys, four or five guys playing up to a level that's at least acceptable, and one guy who isn't. That's like a lot of NFL teams. You can't have everything perfect. Um, but you got to be able to get them to football consistently. And that's, we keep talking about this and we can keep talking about it until the end of time. It's sort of, is it the offense or is it the quarterback? Is it the chicken or is it the egg? I mean, the chicken and the egg is called a causality dilemma. That's what it is because you don't know. You don't know what the answer is. What came first? Nobody knows. Um, in this instance, we 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 have information. I think it's the quarterback more than the offense. Other people think it's the offense more than the quarterback. But you can you can go back and forth and have your arguments. The bottom line is it's something. Something's not working. Something is not working. And you know, you know, this coaching staff believes when it comes to quarterback play, the most important thing is accuracy. Number two is decision making. Number three is off schedule stuff, the ability to make plays on your own. And number four would be arm strength. Those are the four things they look at. But notice the first two. The 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 two most important things for this coaching staff, accuracy, decision-making. Those two things are not up to par for Jalen Hurts right now. John, yesterday on Football 24-7, I think, I think it was yesterday's report, you referenced that it was time for the head coach to open the playbook. He's... They have it figured out. What did you mean? And how does that statement apply to those first two elements or those first two uh, indicators that you just referenced? Well, I'm at a different point than Nick Sirianni. Nick Sirianni is trying to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. So he's trying to do everything possible uh, to win that football game. And in his mind, um, certainly to this point, the best way to win football games has been to protect Jalen Hurts from certain things. Um, I'm at the point where the worst possibility to me about this season, 
no matter wins and losses, is not knowing what you have at the quarterback position. So, you know, trying to serve two masters. You want to win games, but you also want to figure out if you have the long-term answer at quarterback. But if push comes to shove, the more important aspect of that, even if it's counterintuitive, is you better figure out what you have at the quarterback position. Because you better figure out if you're going to stand pat or you're going to turn the page. And if you're going to find that out, you got to give the kid a chance to do to run an NFL offense. You can't just say, okay, let's protect him, let's protect him, let's protect him. Let him sink or swim. That's where I am. And based on that logic, then, then the fault is right now on the head coach. It's not on Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts has not been given a legitimate opportunity to succeed or fail. If they're not calling. Well, you can argue. Yeah. Yeah. But from his perspective, you can argue, well, you know, he's going to fail. And if I don't protect him, it's going to be ugly. So um, this is his best option right now. And he's trying to get the most out of his best option. That's how I think Nick Sirianni sees it. Um, Again, it depends on what your definition is. It depends on what your goal is. And that's the problem with with teams that aren't contenders. They often have differing goals when you talk about the head coach and the general manager and the personnel people. The GM, the personnel people are focused on the future. The coach has got to win games to keep his job. I mean, Nick's a rookie coach, so he's got some rope. But you can imagine – if you're a third or a fourth year coach and you're not ready from a personnel standpoint, but you got to win games to keep your job. So it's often conflicting until you get on the same page when you have talent and the Eagles had this window in 2017, 2018, even 2019, they were all on the same page. They were all going for it. They're trying to win every game trying to do everything possible to win a Super Bowl, win another Super Bowl. Um, now it's different. Now they're they're on divergent paths. Howie Roseman is more focused on the future. Nick Sirianni is focused on the Raiders. And if you go all the way back to Jeffrey Lurie firing Doug Peterson, remember what he said. Well, Doug wants to win right now. <laughs> And we don't necessarily think that's where we are. And it it sounds dumb, but that's that's when you go on those divergent paths, that's what happens. The problem is, you know, either you sit down the coach and say, I'm I'm fine with three wins, I'm fine with four wins, or you know, similar to what the Sixers did in basketball, where everybody's in on the scam, but you don't do that in the NFL. One, because you don't have to. Um, there's no real rebuilding in the NFL. You make some good decisions, and you could turn things around really quickly. But there are those different paths when everybody is not focused on the goal of a Super Bowl for a particular season. That goes, that goes right here. 
<laughs> well, everybody is not a contender. I mean, you got to be realistic. Of well, you got to be self-aware. I get yeah. it. But at the same time, you know, you've got to be trying to win football games. Yeah, but a lot of ways, I mean, that's how you end up on on sort of a a, a, a treadmill and you're not going anywhere. If you try to, con, you know, I've had this discussion with Jody a lot. If you're trying to say, because he's in that mode where it's like, well, you can be in the playoffs. The last team in the playoffs in the NFC, if the season ended today, was is three and three, the last wildcard team. Um, the Eagles are two and four. Eagles are a game out of the last wild card spot. Now there's a lot of teams ahead of them from a tiebreaker standpoint, but there's 11 games to play. They're not going to be out of it. You know, the, the last wild card team in the NFC is probably going to win nine games. That's it. They have the easiest schedule from this point to the end of the season. So you can, you can argue and you can talk yourself into okay, we can make a run at that final wild card spot if everything goes correctly, if we start improving, if we start heading in a natural direction. But you also have to be self-aware with the term you use, Joe. I mean, okay, you're the last wild card game and you get the right to get... At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Blown out by the number two seed, Tampa Bay, say. All right, great. You got some experience. But the worst thing you can do is talk yourself into we're close because then you start making bad decisions. Then you start bringing in 30-year-old players who aren't you know, going to help you long-term instead of building the foundation and letting that foundation grow together. Football 24-7 with John McMullen across the Jacob Media YouTube channel, all presented by Stateside Vodka. Go to statesidevodka.com. Go this weekend before kickoff. Use that term Jacob and get 15% off a one-liter bottle if you're in Pennsylvania. They'll deliver it right to your front door. Also in stock, the much-desired 
much craved stateside vodka soda now in stock you can get it online go to statesidevodka.com let's talk a little bit more uh, about uh, the offense Johnny Mac and then we'll uh, transition into the defense Uh, and I do want to talk about uh, and reference um, Eagles report it's time to take the time to open the curtain about Eagles report because some of your uh, your great writing uh, has been fantastic in Philly mag and I want to make sure uh, that everybody uh, across the Jacob Media YouTube channel is uh, reading uh, and getting your information. And then, of course, at the end of the show, a big announcement that um, we put out today, uh, Paul Domowitz, who was your guest on Birds 365, uh, now writing as part of your team uh, on Eagles Report. But more on that uh, in a moment. Uh, last thing uh, on the offense, Johnny Mack, um, how do they match up? Uh, against the Raiders offensively going against the Raider defense? Um, it's, you know, to me, it's, it's may sound like a cop out to some people, but I think a lot of the Eagles offensive problems have to do with them themselves. And that's what they often say, whether it's uh, self-inflicted uh, mistakes, uh, whether it is, uh, the play calling, whatever you want to call it, uh, whether it is a quarterback and poor decision making. So more than the focus of, okay, this matchup's good, this matchup's bad. I just said you have enough with Jalen Hurts, uh, with Devontae Smith, uh, with Quez Watkins, Kenny Gainwell, Miles Sanders, et cetera, Dallas Goddard, who's going to be back. Um, Lane Johnson's going to be back at right tackle on Sunday. Uh, you have enough players to, to certainly uh, be in the mix with a, a Raiders team that's kind of run-of-the-mill defensively. Uh, not terrible, not great. Uh, they have real difficulty stopping the run. Uh, but again, that has not been an eagle strength unless you want to talk about the quarterback runs, which have been the strength, just unconventional. Um and, you know, they have a couple of good pass rushers and, and Max Crosby and Yannick and Dockway. Um, but again, it's kind of a middle, uh, middling defense. I think when you think about the Raiders, first and foremost, you think about their passing game. Derek Carr's second in the NFL in passing yardage, over eight yards in attempt. He's only been picked four times. He's got great receivers. Darren Waller, the tight end. He's got Henry Ruggs who was Smith's teammate at Alabama, leads the league in yards per catch. Hunter Renfro is one of the best slot receivers. So to me, their strength is certainly offensively, uh, more than the defensive side of the football. So if the Eagles start doing some things right, um, they can move the football on this team, but they got to start doing some things right. I think you're going to see more motion. Coming off the mini buy, there's been a lot of talk about that. Um, I think you are going to see Miles Sanders touch the football a little bit more. Um, but a lot depends on on how the game unfolds as well. The Eagles want to play with the lead. Now, everybody wants to play with the lead in the NFL. It's easier to play with the lead. So, and, you know, it's easy to say something like that, but – 
it's more important for a team like the Eagles. When when the Eagles really look bad is when they're down by two scores. And because they're not equipped to to come back in a game like that. Now, then you see some garbage time yardage when the game's already decided, and that kind of skews things, I think, for people. But when you see them down two scores in the guts of a game where the other team is still fighting, they have not looked good. They have not looked good at all. They need to play from the lead because their strengths are, are, are the quarterback's ability to run the football and the quarterback's ability to make something out of nothing on those unscheduled plays. When you're behind, you got to throw from the pocket. And that's not their strength. Really good stuff today from John McMullen, Football 24-7. It's our Football Friday preview. Eagles Raiders, 4 p.m. kick. And, of course, you'll catch Johnny Mack on the live postgame show with Derek Gunn, Mark Farzetta, and Devin Caney uh, reporting from Las Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas unless it happens on the football field. If it happens on the football field, Johnny Mack will be right in the house uh, to tell us all about it and bring us uh, inside um, with the very latest when the game concludes. That's on the live post-game show. Uh, John, defensively, some I know, I, I know you mentioned Max Crosby. Uh, I want to ask you about Lane. Well, let me ask you one last thing about offensively, uh, about Lane Johnson. He is going to start. Uh, the game uh, on Sunday. So Lane will be at right tackle. Jordan uh, will be at left tackle. You're assuming Lane's going to hold up. You never know, but it's certainly a much better team when he's in there at right tackle. Oh, no question. I mean, the numbers, I, I, it's about, there are about 20 games over 500 when Lane Johnson plays. Um, and they're, I think, 12 and 20 over the years when he doesn't. Yeah. Um, it's pretty significant. Yeah. I mean, when he's on the field, uh, the Eagles have a much better chance to win uh, a football game. Now, it's, you know, a lot of that is obviously you, you can't just say, oh, we have a great right tackle. We're going to win uh, versus we don't. We're going to lose. Uh, there's a lot of context to those numbers, but it's also a pretty large sample size. Lane's been around since 2013, I believe. So um, when he's out there, the Eagle, I'll say this. When he's out there, they have a much, much better chance to win. And he's scheduled to start. He will start at right tackle on Sunday. Anyone listed? on the injury report today, John, that might may or may not. Uh, the only on one Sunday? is Anthony Harris is listed as questionable. He's got injuries to both his hands. Uh, and he also has a bit of a, a groin issue as well. So he's really banged up. Um, he's listed as questionable. Uh, Jack Anderson is also questionable, but he's, uh, an offensive lineman that 
probably wouldn't be activated anyway, um, as he would be sort of one of the game day inactive. inactive. So uh, that's not going to be much of a concern, especially with laying back. Um, so the only injury uh, to worry about is Anthony Harris. If he's unable to go, uh, Marcus Epps would, would start in his place. Um, Kayvon Wallace is, they could still activate him. He's still on injured reserve, but they started his practice window, his three-week practice window. So that's a name to keep an eye on Saturday. If the Eagles activate him tomorrow, that might be an indication that, that Anthony's not going to play. You know, I for a moment there on the report, I saw Dallas Goddard listed again, and I saw sickness listed on the report. And then I remember you referencing <clears throat> that before, and I think I have this accurate, before Goddard went in on the COVID restriction, he actually was out with illness. So, and then he was later put on COVID. Now he's come off COVID and he's still listed there on today's report as illness. Is there anything to be alarmed about there or, or, or not? No, that's just uh, uh, a bookkeeping thing. So okay, when you have, you have injury reports Wednesday, they're called status reports now, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So if you're in... On any of those reports, you have to be listed on the Friday report, um, even if you're going to be a, a, a go. And if you look at the uh, injury report today, uh, I'm, I'm just pulling it up. I'll give you an example. Um, if you see, you know, Derek Barnett, for instance, was limited earlier in the week with a foot injury. In fact, I think one day he didn't practice uh, uh, with that foot injury. Today was a full practice, and you see there's no there's no designation. Um, in other words, he's going to play in the game, but you have to put him on the report because he was on the report earlier in the week. Dallas on Wednesday was a limited participant as a ramp-up period uh, because he was sick and he was just coming off the the, the COVID list. So okay. they listed him as limited with the illness because he was listed on Wednesday. He's got to be on the Friday injury report. But if you notice, no designation next to his name. That means he's playing, he's starting, he's ready to go. Whereas if you look at Anthony Harris and Jack Anderson, as I just mentioned, they have the queue next to their name. They're questionable. So if you're on the report Wednesday or Thursday, even if you're going to play, even if you're fine, you're going to be on the list Friday. It's just going to have that no designation next to your name because you're a full go. Football 24-7 with John McMullen. Let's spend our last couple of minutes talking about uh, the Eagles report. Uh, Johnny Mac, great stuff in Philly Mag. I want everyone to, when you get an opportunity to check out the Eagles report, 
Um, and a hat tip to you, Johnny Mac, uh, for bringing into the uh, into the fold uh, Paul Domowitz, who's now going to be writing with you for you, along with you on Eagles Report weekly. He talked about and 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 really did a great job, as you would expect him to do, on breaking down uh, the game on Sunday. Uh, there's so much to cover in his read, but I do want people to uh, go about it. Uh, but talk about that for a minute. It's great stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, for years, people that know Damo, and obviously he's been covering the NFL for a very, very long time. I, I think five decades, maybe. That's what we're talking about. So wow. Um, for years, he did this uh, stats package for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Um for the upcoming game. And it's probably the best, certainly the best, uh, the, the best sort of preview stuff for, for Eagles games. And Hey, we had an opportunity. Uh, I like Damo. Damo likes me. Uh, filled up inquire went in a different direction. So we had an opportunity and I went out there and, and was able to snatch down Damo for Fridays to do that stacks stats package which is phenomenal so uh everybody who has missed it in the delaware valley it's now back it's now on philly mag and philly mag's eagles report i love it great stuff uh check it out uh the eagles report uh in philly mag um as we roll in uh to sunday where there'll be some big shots Nick Sirianni will open up the playbook and the team with the last possession will win the fight. All right, game. there we go. Uh, I have but, it uh, 28-23 Raiders. Sorry. Until I see it, I can't believe it. Well, that score, that prediction, Johnny Mac, tells me that's a winnable be- game. It's a winnable game, and there'll be three to five plays or three to five mistakes or three to five decisions that if they were the if the opposite would have occurred, you may have gotten the W instead That's of what it is. It's the San Francisco Carolina game. They won one, they lost one. They lost the San Francisco, beat Carolina. It's not going to be the Kansas City, Dallas or Tampa game when for the vast majority, you were not in the football game. I think it's going to be a close game. All right. Good stuff. That's our football Friday report here on football 24 seven with NFL insider, John McMullen, all presented by Stateside vodka across the Jacob media, YouTube channel. Don't forget to like share and subscribe. We'll see you on Sunday. On the live post-game show, Johnny Mac's pre-show report from that beautiful stadium. Thanks a lot, Johnny Mac. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks, Krause. All right, good stuff. See everybody next time. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, 
engineering your success.